What's good guys, Ross Potter here and this is the RP Coaching Podcast where we'll talk about training, nutrition, mindset and everything in between. Created with you in mind, this podcast aims to educate and help you to tick those boxes daily. If you do enjoy the content, show me a little love, subscribe and share. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode and on the menu today we are going to talk about Corona. Um, Now these last few weeks have been an absolute shitstorm when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic and it doesn't quite look like things are going to improve anytime soon. So what I'm not going to do in this episode is talk about panic buying, gym closures and hand washing. I'm going to focus on the things that will actually see you through this crisis with a smile on your face And the secret, ladies and gents, the secret is to simply tick your boxes daily. Now, over the last week or so, you may have been self-isolating. Your local gym may have closed. You may be working from home. You may be scared to leave your house. And you know what? Whatever situation you find yourself in, it simply doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why. Because you still have a roof over your head. You have running water. And you have a bed to sleep in at night. So you're doing better and you're doing fine compared to the 600 million people who currently live in extreme poverty across the globe. Now, I'm well aware that you can't compare famine and poverty in a third world country to a health uh, pandemic in a first world country. But what you can compare is the way in which humans act uh, in such circumstances. Um, Now, I don't need to go into much detail about the absolute fucktards who have been panic buying in the masses, the young millennials who seem to be treating this like a level on Fortnite, or the WhatsApp crop dusters who seem to get the intel from my six about the next government movements. Um, but when will we learn that this behaviour, in my opinion, is the reason that we now face an economic crisis? Um, I don't give it long before hooded gangs are raiding homes in search of tinned tuna and baked beans. Armed youths are breaking and entering in search of energy drinks and Haribo. And the yummy mummies are holding online seminars of how to be creative with the 32 bottles of hand soap that they stockpiled. Now, yes, I am stereotyping. And if I offend anyone, please accept my deepest apologies. But this is the selfish, egocentric society that we find ourselves living in today. And it's honestly quite frightening. Now, the latest government advice is to avoid large crowds and stay within two metres of each other. Yet all I'm seeing is thousands of people practically licking each other's assholes, queuing to enter the supermarket. Um, Gatherings at local uh, farmers markets and the other day... Uh, A few thousand people um, running the Bath Half Marathon. Um, Are we really that stupid? Well, clearly we are. So for those of you following orders and staying in the confinements of your own home, how can we continue to progress and find inner peace over the next four, six, eight weeks? Now, since the announcement on Friday evening that all gyms were to close, I spent the entire weekend responding to client messages, 
messages of sheer panic and a sense of impending doom. How can I train at home? I'm going to lose all my progress. I've fallen off the wagon. This is all too much. I'm so overwhelmed. I've messed it all up. And my response has been the same to every single one of my clients, whether it's one-to-one or online. My response, calm the fuck down. As I've said before, you have a roof over your head, you have running water and food on the table. So take a breath and relax. You don't live in a neighbourhood that's being bombed daily. You don't have insurgents smashing your door down with an AK-47. You haven't had your home washed away by flooding or cyclones. And you haven't got to watch your child die of starvation. So calm down. In the grand scheme of things, whether you believe it or not, you are extremely fortunate. So what we need to do whilst we're at home and losing the plot is create a routine. A routine for work, training, headspace and downtime. And the good news is it's much easier than you think. It's worth saying at this point, if you do have a coach, you need to be messaging, asking for the next steps and the guidance to ensure that you're still progressing with your journey. Ask them if there are any updates. Do you need to be doing more steps? Should you be more active? What should you do if you can't buy the foods on the plan? They're all perfectly valid questions that you should be asking to prevent stress, prevent panic, um, and to help you stay calm and focused. Now, it's worth saying as well, if your coach hasn't been in touch since the closure of gyms, then you do need to terminate your contract with them and find someone who respects you and is going to look after you for the next however many weeks. While I'm on that topic, if you do need a home gym routine or any diet advice, please drop me a DM, slide in the DMs, contact me through Instagram, WhatsApp, my website, and I'll be more than happy to send something over for you. In times like this, we all need to pull together. So... Routine. Now, instead of lecturing you about the do's and the don'ts, I'm going to give you my top five tips for creating a routine and turning lockdown into a chance for you to grow mentally, physically and spiritually. So number one, journaling, an extremely powerful tool that is far too often forgotten or rejected, but has the power to change lives. All this requires is a notepad and a pen. It doesn't have to be fancy, but I'm sure there are a few stationary addicts out there with fancy pads and pens, and that's great. Get it out the drawer and listen up. So, every morning, I'd like you to wake up and jot down three things you are grateful for. It doesn't require hours of thought, but you do need to sit and take a moment to write those things down. It could be something as simple as, today I'm grateful for my family's health. Or today, I'm grateful for having my children at home. After you've written down your gratifications list, I'd like you to write down your golden hour. Now, this is one hour during the day that I need you to do whatever you want. This is going to be your time to either take a bath, go for a walk, have your partner look after the kids while you nap. It literally could be anything you like, but it has to be an hour for you and you alone. Just jot that down and remember that when the hour strikes, it's time to stop. And then finally, before you go to bed, you're going to jot down one win for the day. Something you've done well or something you're proud you've done. And jot down one thing you feel you need to improve on or something you need to do better tomorrow. 
You might be listening to this thinking, oh, seriously, Ross, you want me to do all that every day. But as far as I can see, when you're on lockdown, you've not got a lot to do. And let me tell you, this will change your life in these times of uncertainty. It will take all of 10 minutes over the course of the day and will certainly help you clear that brain fog. So number two, a morning routine. Something that will help you rise in the morning ready and prepared for the day ahead. So when you wake up, before you reach for your phone and trawl through social media, filling your head with negative emotions, um, which will trigger anxiety and stress, let's spend 10 minutes performing some morning vitality yoga to stretch and prepare your body for the day. Um, it doesn't have to be yoga. It could be some time spent reading a book or listening to a podcast. But taking that 10 to 30 minute window every morning will, and I guarantee um, it will be your new lifeline to keep you mentally strong and equipped for what's to come. Number three, use the time wisely. Use the time wisely and don't just sit at home freaking out, um, blaming everyone else. Clear out a wardrobe um, and donate a bag of your old stuff to charity. Paint, draw, sketch. Find a new hobby, read a book, spend time with loved ones, come up with family games. This is real precious time. It can be spent improving your mental headspace. You can treat it as a small vacation. Um, catch up on some DIY. Admin clutter that needs to be sorted. Honestly, this really is a chance to de-stress, declutter your mind. And look on the bright side. You're not at work. Number four, stop being a miserable drip and self-sabotaging. We've all been there, that fork in the road, where we must make a decision to progress with our journey or self-sabotage. Which lane do you take? Well, I'll tell you now, the fork in the road is much earlier than you think it is. The fork in the road isn't that moment when you have to choose between eating a whole pack of digestives or going for a bike ride. No. The fork in the road happened way earlier when you had those little warning signs of jealousy, anxiety or discomfort, for example. And at that point, you should have been asking yourself, what am I not doing? Am I hungry? Am I angry, lonely, tired? What am I not doing that I'm supposed to be doing? And you must remember that you don't need to be strong. You don't need to have it all figured out. All you need to be is driven. Out of 100 men that go to war, 90 are just targets. Nine do most of the fighting and one is the warrior. So be the fucking warrior. Yes, of course, there's that guy, that neighbour, that friend who can do 17 hours of press-ups and run a 26-mile marathon. But that same guy doesn't understand the journey of someone who never gave up. Someone who stopped running away from their insecurities and finally decided to turn and face their fears. Yes, it is comfortable to sit on the sofa watching Netflix for hours on end. It's comfortable. It is comfortable. But what's not comfortable is those thoughts in your mind. Um, that's, a not, that's not a comfortable situation. Um, and no matter how badly you want to leave that conscience, it's always going to be there. Number five, finally, taking ownership of your diet. 
Use this time to track calories and understand what you are throwing down the hatch every day. Start taking responsibility and ownership. Stop blaming others for the fact you can't lose weight. Stop lying to yourself, snacking during the day, just being a lazy little bitch. Stop wallowing in self-pity and please take ownership of your diet. So here's some free advice. Spend seven days tracking your food. And you can do this using MyFitnessPal, logging all of the food and drink you consume over the day. Once you have these figures, add the total daily calories up and divide them by seven to give you the average um, calorie intake per day. So let's say you average 2000 calories per day. Very simply, lose 200 calories and set your new daily target at 1800. And hey presto, calorie deficit. Add a home routine into the mix and some cardio and hey presto, calorie deficit. Remember that if you're used to walking around the city, nailing 10 to 15,000 steps a day, working from home will more than likely leave you about 14,000 short. So get off your ass and get moving. What I really want to say is don't be a lazy little bitch and stop looking for excuses. Just remember that this too shall pass. This is just a hurdle. This is just a phase. But for the time being, let's stay focused on the boxes, ensure that each and every one is ticked daily and be sensitive to the situation. Over and out. Stay safe out there, guys.